This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome back guys to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope all is well with you this new day. This is going out on the 19th of February 2024. For those that have been listening and noticing I've not been in up for a few weeks, I have been in a men's drug rehabilitation centre teaching some of the stuff from John Eldridge's boot camp. It's been a tremendous time uh, seeing hearts really get touched and uncover wounds write letters to their fathers, it's been a rich time of breakthrough for some, so that's the reason I've not been recording. So I bring some good news the day, I felt last week, I felt God directly say to me, in quiet, do a series around resolving our own personal conflicts. Do you need some updates in that area? <laughs> Don't we all? And uh, I recognise that there needs to be a big dose of humility at the beginning because there's this sense of, oh, I've learned some stuff, but, you know, as James said, it's not those who have learned stuff that get the results, it's the doers of the word that get the results. It's the people who apply. We don't get paid at work for what we know. We get paid at work for what we do with what we know. So I've always liked that. That's a... A great wee challenging reminder that, you know, we need updates, we need to remember, we get the results as we apply. Um, so, at the beginning, you know, just orientation, um, I'm around, I've been noticing people close to me that are pretty stuck, uh, bogged down, bogged down in f- hurts and resentments and unforgiveness, blame, judgment. You know, we experience difficult, difficult experiences, difficult counters, difficult relational problems. And it's so easy to get bogged down and stuck and resentment, stuck in the way we interpret the, the situations. Or uh, others who just seem to just break and and become immobilised as they go through hardship. Is that, that maybe be a bit different? It's not just about... You know, difficulties, uh, relational difficulties. It's also about how we relate with ourselves as we, as we fail, as we grow. You know, and the tendency can be we where we become immobilized and sabotage ourselves. So maybe that's you. Maybe it's something else for you. But you know, it's about it's about recognizing these patterns and and seeing we need to grow. Acknowledging the need for us to understand, become more self-aware regarding our triggers. What triggers us to end up getting into these patterns? Um, and so, why am I doing this? It's, you know, I need it myself. I need to be reminded. I need to grow and be updated. But also, uh, when I think of, I heard a, a great thing at, really established some things for me years ago and it came from a man of God who was saying he was he was putting freedom meetings on he was then three months later he was deliverance meetings 
and then three months later it was loosened meetings and and all these people were coming to the same the same people were coming to the same prayer lines and he was re- recognising this is not working these people have only been changed they're just depending on somebody else to pray for them the same people coming to the same places for the same prayers but just in a different focus and what God said to him was listen you're trying to do what only my word and my spirit can do for people and the the reality is John 8, 31 and 32, that Jesus said, if you are, if you continue persistent, abiding, de- developing and, and, and apply to your life, developing my words, then you're my disciples indeed. Then you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. And so the need is to know the truth for yourself. The need is to apply the truth to your own situation, your own thinking, your own reactions, so that then... You know, we're no longer going to reproduce the same old, same old patterns. Recycling the same old silliness, as the proverbs say about, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats its folly. The message says, so a fool recycles silliness. So at the beginning of this, just setting the stage for that, that's, that's where we're aiming to go, is to establish the facts around the need to resolve their personal, spiritual, mental conflicts quickly. What does the Bible say about it? And then we're going to look at a verse in, in James uh, in Ephesians chapter 4 that talks about don't let the sun go down. Don't let a day pass where you're going to bed with unresolved issues. And give place to the, the devil. Give place to evil. Give the opportunity for evil to, to have a place of influence in your life. That's how important this is. And so, and then as we go, we're learning to become more aware of the, what triggers us. That's so key as a training counselling. You know, it's being able to understand our own triggers so that these things don't overwhelm and subdue us and take us out. To understand what triggers us so that we can deal with that. And a big part of this is how do you deal with it? The practicalities of paying attention to these things because they are so important to prioritise. So at the beginning of this, we'll just start with a bit of prayer. And Father, I just pray, God, that for every person, listen, I pray for light that leads to life. I pray for truth that makes free. I pray for Myself, I pray for everybody listening, for the eyes to see. Give us eyes to see. See new things. See through new eyes. I pray for those ears that can actually hear. Lord, take out those take out those uh, earplugs. Help us to, to hear new things that makes us see and respond differently. And I pray for hearts that are receptive, God. Hearts that are not hard, hearts that are not indifferent and dull and numb, but hearts that say, I, I need to learn and I humble myself, I pray and I seek his face, I turn from my hardness of heart, I turn from my self-willed ways and I thank you God that you promised to hear our prayer, you promised to forgive our sin and you promised to heal our land. I pray start with us, start with me, heal my land, oh God. And I God, I pray that we resolve to be doers of your word, not just forgetful hearers who hear and hear but don't apply. 
Let us be doers, those who hear, apply, and who are blessed and liberated because of what we put into action. So I pray this today in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So, starting off, I'm going to start with the the scripture I mentioned in Ephesians. I'm going to read it for different translations. This is the, the new amplified version. It says, Be angry, yet do not sin. So it's alright to be angry, but don't don't sin. Don't let your anger last until the sun goes down. And do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harbouring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Ho, ho, ho. Wow, I'll read that again. Be angry, yet don't sin. Don't let this anger last until the sun goes down. And then don't, so don't give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harbouring resentment or cultivating bitterness. Is that not tremendous? Tremendously clear, tremendously plain that you know, it's alright, our emotions are given by God, these are strong emotions, our passions of our heart are there for a reason, things, we need to be angry about things, things that anger is to address the thing, but if we don't deal with our anger, we ain't get into sin, because we don't deal with it, we let it, we let it linger, we let it, we let it remain, that anger turns into grudges, that anger turns into resentment, and we harbour it, and nurture it in our hearts, and then it results in this cultivation of bitterness. Remember the scripture in Hebrews chapter 12. This is amplified. It says, Strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue the consecration and holiness, without which no one will see ever see the Lord. Purity, holiness, a clean conscience, Paul writes about in the book of Acts. A conscience that's clear before God and before man. He says, exercise foresight and be on the watch to look after one another, to see that no one falls back and fails to secure God's grace, in order that no root of resentment, bitterness or hatred shoots forth and causes trouble and bitter torment, and that many become uh, contaminated and defiled by it. That's that's the that's the danger of harbouring resentment. That you know we step out of the under for the under the grace of God, our hearts become hard, and we have a root of resentment and bitterness that sh- that takes root in us and shoots the, uh, forth from our hearts into our attitudes, into our words, into our action that causes trouble and bitter torment. Who wants bitter torment? <laughs> no me. I don't know about you, but you know you're like no, no, no. I've I've experienced that, and it's like I want to reject that. I want to refuse to accept to be associated with that. I reject it. I renounce that. I don't want that, and we don't want to allow this stuff in us to contaminate many others, and they become defiled by it. So the the, the danger is for Ephesians four here is don't give the devil a place, a place of influence, an opportunity to manipulate you, to manipulate me, 
by leading me into this set of holding grudges, being unforgiving, by nurturing this anger and resentment, cultivating bitterness. Other translations, the Passion says, he, he rightly points out it's not just anger, because it could be fear, it could be doubt, it could be despair, it could be discouragement, it could be self-pity. You know, there's so many emotions that we, we, if we don't resolve them and let the sun go down in them, we don't address them, they will, they'll, they'll, they'll give the enemy a place, an opportunity, a place of influence, a foothold in our lives to then manipulate us, to then defeat us, to then room, this, give them this place, a room to work from. Other translations talk about the, the living Bible says get over it quickly. For doing so, you give, if you don't get over it quickly, you give the devil a mighty foothold. The New Life version says, get over it quickly before the day's finished. Don't let the devil start working in your life. And I had a, a conversation at college this week and I felt I'm in a course there's some Christians and there's others that are no Christian and it, sometimes the, the conversation becomes a wee bit unclear we kind of fit things in to suit everybody with the sounds of things that's what it was like and somebody was saying things that was maybe a bit unwise about the devil in front of non-safe people who just scoff at that and uh, but to me it was like the way it was processed then was was unhelpful to a degree because we talk about this is all everything today with us. Our anger, our resentments, our grudges, our, our triggers. Yeah, that's true. Why are we getting triggered? I understand that's important to ad- identify. But it's also just as equally as important to say if you remain in this, you give the enemy, the devil, the father of lies, the accuser of the brethren, the author of confusion, the thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. You give him an opportunity to harass you. We give him an opportunity to manipulate and control and influence from that place of resentment. Uh, it's so important when, when we think of the, how crucial walking in love is, how, how key forgiveness is. In the Lord's Prayer, you know, if, if forgive, forgive me my debts as I forgive my debtors. So it's implying, if I don't forgive, I'm not forgiven. So the more I hold on to unforgiveness, I am opening myself wide up for all the, the most malicious, divisive, harmful things to just attach themselves to me and live out of me. So another translation, the complete Jewish Bible says, don't let the sun go down before you've dealt with the cause of your anger. And this is just so, so important that I know in my experience, 42 years in, in earth now, <laughs> you, know, you know yourself how long, I know it's how long it's taken me to be able to face up to and address my own stuff and be able to vulnerably talk about it. You have to have courage and bravery to actually own your own stuff. It's so easy just blaming everybody else. It's so easy judging folk for the sidelines and uh, making it all about everybody else and protecting yourself. It takes courage 
to humble yourself and own up to your stuff and be vulnerable. Instead of protecting yourself by blaming judgment, it's it's takes courage to be able to say, there's where I was wrong. Here's the cause of my anger. And I examine that before God and I allow that to be resolved and righted before him as I forgive the other and no make it about everybody else. So that takes real courage and that's no easy. But the you know, you can't heal a wound by saying it's no there. You can't fix what you do not face. So these things are never gonna change by just ignoring them, by neglecting them, by denying them, by just closing the door to it. You know, you're just resigning yourself to allow the enemy to steal, kill and destroy. Destroy families, destroy relationships, destroy your peace, destroy your confidence, destroy and steal your dreams. That is ultimately what not not being what God says, no actually taking proactive action. And as I'm say, saying about this, this message about being unstuck, the goal is to no longer be fixed and stuck in this particular position. This feeling of being unable to move or be moved. You're trapped, you're immobilised, you're bogged down. What in? You're bogged down in your resentment, you're bogged down in the, the, your way of processing life, interpreting life, interpreting situations that don't empower you, that they're just sabotaging you, destroying the good, stealing, killing and destroying. You know, so that's what I'm talking about when it comes to being able to be unstuck, to move on for being this static condition and I've and I got that image of the, the Land Rover stuck in the muck. You know, and it's like, that can be like our lives, can't it? When you feel like you're so entrenched and bogged down because of the, the feeling of resentment and hopelessness and despair that comes. Or the pity. Some of you are just taken out by offences, hurts, misunderstandings. But others are stuck in self-reproach. It's just as destructive. I, I continue to disapprove of myself every time I, I don't get it right or every time I, I, I'm no perfect. You know, there's this pattern of self-reproach and self-pity which is just as, it's just as dysfunctional and self-sabotaging. And... Uh, but as we progress, we'll see that a lot of all these problems is self-life blocking our channel, blocking the branch of our life, like Jesus mentioned, he's the vine, he, we are the branches. When the branch is choked and our channel's choked with all these things, God can't flow through. When we're stuck in pain and hurt and offence and self-pity, we become utterly useless as branches for that time because the life of God's not able to flow through us because we're stuck in these things. So the goal is to be able to recognise your personal responsibility to remain unstuck, to quickly resolve things and we all need to grow in that, to be able to learn to be quicker at resolving, at addressing, at overcoming the things that we get trapped in, triggered by, stuck in, hurt by. Because ultimately, 
you know, where does it lead us when we just when we just uh, when we fixate on the problems, we become unwilling to change or too hot to move on. We just it, the problems just reproduce and get worse. So, you know, the goal of this series is to to establish the facts, to to establish the truth on here's what our responsibility is, and I need to grow in that. I need to learn to do that. I need to. Uh, developing that. So, just just to finish, I'm going to share one thing that God had spoke to me over the years. Uh, and my story in these things, well, mine's has been pretty desperate, I must say. Pretty desperate when you've had psychosis of drugs, your mind's been uh, unstable, and your way of interpreting life has uh, has been is really in, in, infecting you badly and disabling you badly. Can anybody relate? <laughs> when you you when you're interpreting life in such a way that is just it, 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 it can take you it can derail you it can destabilize you. So this was a situation back in two thousand and five or six, and there was three things God gave me. And the context was the circumstances that formed the setting for me to receive this instruction was I had a panic attack in a, a, a place of work I was working in. I was around somebody in authority and for some reason I just this triggered me in a really bad way and I had this panic and fear and I was I was manifesting all that in front of this woman and I remember she was looking at me going, what the heck is wrong with you? And I mean, I, I was the one that was happening to so if, if you've experienced that before, when I left, I was so despondent, I was so discouraged, I was leaving, feeling so so angry, I was I was actually cursing myself, I've had enough of this, you know, that kind of way of processing it. Now, I arrived back at my flat, so discouraged, I'm, I'm so done, eh, disheartened by the, by, the, by the experience, and I lay on my couch and rested. And God gave me three words, like, boom, 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 you know, it was, it was, it was so kind of him. Uh, and so I, I'm sharing these things out of knowing how much pain this stuff causes. Knowing where I was back then was, was it was so, uh, it was, I was so disabled by the things that I'm talking to you about. I understand. It's so important to know what that day when this stuff comes into me and it can cause such dysfunction. Whether it's, the triggers against the other people, the offences, the hurts, the self-pity, the fears, the doubts, the panic that I'm talking about, the anxiety, whatever that is for you, you know, it's like, what did I do to become unstuck? So, the first, the question I asked was, what did I do when my mind's been attacked with fear, when my mind's been attacked with panic, or hell has broken loose in my mind, it feels like. So, the first vision I got was I, I saw myself as a, as a spectator at the Tour de France. So for those that don't know that, that's the cycling, uh, huge marathon of a cycle around France uh, over a lot of stages. And so I'm, I, I saw myself as a spectator and I'm sitting watching this race unfold before my eyes and I see one of the cyclists cycling uphill and he's got a puncture. And I think inside, I go, what are you doing, you dafty? 
You're you're cycling your bike with a puncture. Stop and get that thing fixed before you pedal any further. Pure pure uh, common sense, eh? But it was like that was that picture explained my life. Because I was I was the one who was punctured mentally by that triggering event. I was the one who'd let the, the emotional disturbance kick in and and uh, and you know I never knew how to deal with it at the time but that's that triggered me to such a point where I was so destabilized I was I was I was rocked I was shaken I was so stirred up moved ruffled lost all my composure and uh, that was the first word of the three that really gave me clarity as in what to do that I have to stop when when these things kick in and that's what Paul said in Ephesians 4, by the way. So connected. Because he's saying when this emotional disturbance comes in whatever form, whatever strong emotion it is, don't let the sun get down in it. Don't don't continue to feel condemned by it. Don't continue to carry it and think this is a verdict on you and I need to punish myself now and lie about and wallow about in self-pity, self-reproach. Because look what happened to you and look how you didn't do this and look how you let in. Look what you let live through you. You know, it was stop and get that addressed before you move on. Because common sense also said, just think of a guy cycling with a puncture. How much harder is it to cycle? How much more effort does it take to get up hills and exerting so much unnecessary energy because it's no, you're no functioning the way the bike's no... It's not operating the way it should. It's it's got this this defect, so get it fixed. And when I, I received that, another thing that came to me was um, I was working up at Glasgow and Celtic Park at the time. It was an alternative curriculum. There was a lot of wild kids, and some of them were just no academic. There was a it was a, a there was a whole broad of variety, but. There were a challenge, there were a handful and, and some of my colleagues couldn't cope with them and, and they got me in to speak in two days and I was doing this personal development workshop with them on a Tuesday and a Thursday in Celtic Park in the Jockstein uh, suite and uh, I remember being rattled one day by the, by some of their attitudes and I went away so I had a puncture, you know, <laughs> based on the, the, the vision I felt, like I felt I, I, was, I was disturbed, I was hurt, I was rejected, I was, you know, some overwhelmed and discouraged and I I then go home and I try to do my disciplines and get myself right and I, I had a dream that night and the dream was I was frantically trying to pump up my tyre and fix the tyre and it was beautiful wisdom that God gave me because he showed me by the way you can't do this yourself. Stop trying to date the self-effort and fix yourself. I had to get away alone with him and rest. Now this is Isaiah chapter 30 verse 15. He talks about, And returning to me and resting, you shall be saved. And quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Psalm 23, David captures it as well by saying, The Lord's my shepherd, I will not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me to by still waters. He restores my soul. What they are communicating is in the rest, in the, the, the lying down in green pastures, being led beside still waters, I'll get my soul restored. 
And Isaiah was, when I return to him and I rest, then I am, I feel that salvation coming. And that's part of, part of this. I spoke at the Resilient Retreat around the warfare arrest and, and, and this, folk are going, what, what's, what's, how is that warfare? But it's a weapon. It's a part of their armoury. When I use this weapon to get apart from the battles and still my fragmented soul, still my mind that's all the joint, all my emotions that are totally destabilised, I'm able then to find restoration from my, from my God and, and feel the return to rest, the return to peace. So, and getting light that says, here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do. Here's a bit like what happened to me when I lay on that couch. Was the first the first thing I got was here's what you need to do. In the midst of this, and I know it's terrible, and I know you don't want to feel it, and I know it's it's embarrassing, and I know it, it can make you so discouraged. But failure is the final. This is not the last word on you. It's not the verdict on you. You need to stop and allow allow me into it to heal you. And uh, so as we go, I'll share more on that. But I mean, as I've learned over the last years in college training, uh, one of the one, and I had to do this this morning. Some of the the sheets that I've received it's really helpful. Like wheel of emotions, rather than just having but five words, you know, that were emotional illiterate about. You know, we grew up and anger wasn't allowed in our house, or you know, anger was so badly handled that you're so scared that you don't want to talk about it, and don't want to get anyone near it. Fear is just a really Weak thing, sadness, shame, the, these primary emotions, but the emotions are, are are so much more than just one one colour. You know, anger can be disappointment, sadness, resentment. You can feel provoked. You know, you can feel manipulated, you can feel controlled. And just being able to put words to what is actually happening can can help in disarming the control of that over your mind and heart. And that's what I had to do this morning. I foolishly woke up this morning and turned my phone on. I was uh, I was looking for something and then I got a wee bit distracted. So when I went out into my quiet space without any technology, I recognised my, my mind was restless and it was wanting to go back and do something. And I just had to, I had to say, you're distracted. I just had to acknowledge it. You're distracted and it was alright, bring, bring, bring awareness into that. And I, thankfully it resulted in rest because I, I, I calmed myself and I stayed and absorbed rather than away back to the, the manic with the, the, the screens, the searching, the moving from one thing to the next, to be able to linger and, and absorb. So, I'll I'll leave it I'll leave you with that at the moment. So I hope that's a nice wee introduction uh, to this series around being unstuck. We're aiming to learn to resolve our spiritual and mental conflicts quickly. No to let the sun go down. No to give evil a place of influence. No to uh, allow him to manipulate and defeat us and overpower us. So God, I just pray for every person listening. We thank you, God, that we are hungry for your truth. We want to grow. We humble ourselves. 
I pray that you speak to every person, not just to rush on to the next thing, but what they've heard, I pray that they would take they would take stock before you, honest self-reflection, scanning their own inner lives to say, what is going on? What is going on within me? And allowing you to speak, giving you space to say, here, try that, stop that, address that. God, give us the courage, oh God, to accept the things we can't change, and we pray for the courage to change the things we can and God the wisdom to know the difference. So we thank you God for releasing your spirit of freedom. We thank you Lord just beginning God to help us grow in these areas and expanding us oh God so that we develop in resolving our things for our, uh, the conflicts, the, the spiritual, mental conflicts quickly in our hearts and in our lives and in our relationships. In the name of Jesus, Amen. This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.